是呃，那么你离开是东方，因为东方嘛，呃，叫做后，叫做汉，因为你这个三十五十八那个是次元，三十年代是说是约十年，你那个是思，又是说是人生，所以你要弄出来一个好的，不要僵持于一个三十，不僵持那个一个那个十年二十年，所以三十岁是踏实，生活呃是有根基。不是踏实，是踏实是有是有这个责任的、责任的、责任的、有责任的。像一开始，我阿拉的那个品牌呢，呃，一开始是二零零六年品牌那个呢创，啊 ，stability 那个呢用用用三十，但是呢，我阿拉那个呃，伊拉呃创呢推了四十年的一个那个，因为阿拉还是有点早熟啊，没有参加过那个。我们的事业啊，就是呃，我们第一个创业是做那个，就是 without wanna see anything from not or not from a physical that we have this opportunity to serve you with gladness, with gladness. You have done so much, and you've done it for everyone in the world. You have gave us the receiver. You know, we want to continue to walk on over and over and over again. We just pray that you will speak to each of us here and say, right where we are. You know what we need. You know where we're going. You've already prepared a place and a time. We will thank you for it in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Here I am going into Pastor and Society. It is truly very cold in the world, and God is good, and He's good all the time. All the time.、Um, there are times when we don't think so, and our behavior shows that. And there's times when we see other people that don't know that, and we can't. Open our mouths and let them know that God is good. Amen.、Um, I don't plan to be before you long, but if you would turn with me to Second Samuel, chapter twenty-five, we're going to begin at verse eleven. Second Samuel twenty-five, starting at verse eleven, it says, "And after him was Solomon, the son of Ahab, the Hagarite." And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, where was a heap of stone, full of mint of Nephah. And the people fled from the Philistines, but he stood in the midst of the wall, and defended it, and slew the, the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. Solomon. Solomon was. Considered one of the three mightiest men of David, and then in the very next verses goes on to say, and there were three that were considered considered mighty, but there were thirty that were the men of David that did battle with alongside David. And so in this particular、uh, chapter, the other two are spoken of、uh, Solomon as well. But Solomon isn't. This is the. I mean, his name is listed in the prophet record, but there is just not continuity of the whole list of all thirty.、Um, and and what I want to share is that no matter what God has given you to do, it's just as important as what He's given someone else to do. We hear a lot about what David did. Probably we don't know very much or think very much about what Solomon did. The、uh, of the three, the first、uh, one was、um, Adoram. And it said he lifted up his spear, and I think it's in Psalms.、Uh, gosh, it's it's just a couple of verses up that he lifted up his spear against eight hundred, whom he slew at one time. And then the second one was 
Eleazar, and it said he rose, he arose, and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand craved to unto the sword, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only victorious. So a lot of times when we find ourselves in that situation where we stood and we fought the battles that other people in a time of rejoicing would come by, you know, empty us, right? So this gives us an example of two people that really did um, something that was unusual for God in the midst of the time when the Philistines were um, mighty and they had it out and made the Israelites their enemy. So going back to Saul, this was a field of lentils. It said it was full of lentils. It was just a plot of land and it was full of lentils. I don't know how you feel about lentils. <laughs> but if this was your assignment, what would you do? Everybody left, but the rest of the Israelites fled because the Philistines began to surround the field. But it's telling us that even though there were a troop of Philistines, Shama stood his ground in the midst of this plot of lentils. And the lentils were full, so it was a um, thriving piece of land, and it belonged to the Israelites. He stood his ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. So I just really briefly want to go over three people. Quite a few in there, but I want to talk about how he stood, he defended, and he slew. And I think in this day and age, it's good for us just to be reminded that we have an assignment, and we're not to run away from our assignment, even though men stand with us. Men, you have to recognize that God has already already promised, I will be with you always. Always. Verses 6 through 12, he'll be there. And so, even if it's just you alone, in the natural, you have to recognize that it's important that you stand your ground. Is there not a cause? For the truth of the gospel, is there not a cause in this day and age? Well, you know, we're always wondering what's the next great move. Well, sometimes it's just you standing your ground. Not not giving up, not giving over now to the to the enemy, but standing your ground. So Galatians five and one says, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't follow after the crowd if they forsake or fall for sake. Somebody's got to stand your ground. It's not to look to somebody else as to push you to do it, right? When God is instructing you to do it. And he will be there with you. First Corinthians 16, 13, and 14 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. With the love of God. The love of God. Ephesians says, stand fast. It's our responsibility, we know, to watch and to pray, to watch and to pray, to watch and to pray. So, like I said, I just told you this is important right here. The message is, will it be me? Will it be you? Ask yourself that question. At what point would you flee with everybody else in this day and age? Are, are you committed such that you will stand your ground no matter what? Whether you have to stand your ground and stand and show up, are you willing to stand where God has asked you to stand? 
Um, the next um, point is be still. Fight the good fight of faith. And Psalms 83, 3 and 4 says, Defend the poor and fatherless. How many realize that this is a day where God needs for us to defend the poor and the fatherless? Perhaps the heart of God for our fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Jesus paid at the cross, preached the good word to everyone. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. And I believe earlier it was shared about the Salvation Warehouse, that there were people that were literally knocking God's people out to hell. And we have the answer. And we have the answer. How often do you pray for somebody that you know that does not know Jesus? How often do you pray and you keep praying and you keep praying till you see a result? Because if it has here, most likely it will hear because someone prayed for us. And there are families meeting at Maryville online and living together and we're praying for the rest of the family. And that we have families and we pray for our families and also here too. Lead us. He knows what you put your prayer for those who need. Because Jesus has already paid the price for them. They just don't know it. I'm surprised sometimes at how many people really don't know that I have a book to share with you. It's the basic gospel that only nine people really want to hear. I preach the gospel. Defend. What are we defending? We're defending truth. We're defending the truth that we know God has given. Amen? If Think of it would be kind of sad to be in heaven and to realize that someone you were around all the time landed in hell. And, and we don't take time to pray for them, intercede for them, I mean, as well as share as God would like. <laughs> Ephesians 5.11 says, For we were sometimes darkness, but now you are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And we're saying, I'm light of me. Amen? And we have light. And we can cover it with our deeds, and it doesn't look like light to others, but light is us. It's walking in light. We are a walking epistle. If the light's there, we have to be willing to let our light shine. Deuteronomy 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the coming salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Our job again is to contend for the faith. Amen. So Shama he stood his ground. He defended this parcel of land full of Negroes because it belonged to the Israelites. He didn't give it over, even though he was surrounded by a host of Philistines. And then the last point, he slew. Now this one was interesting because the first thought that came to me, not like Saul who killed the Amorites to set King Agag. But sometimes we think we've done what God 
Bigby takes that, whatever. The next opportunity is Moses. He struck the rock the second time, and water still gushed out. So it's an easy situation where you could deceive yourself. Yes, I did it in faith and because he seated himself. And you know that scripture that we are familiar with where it says that you say me, me, say Lord, or even not in your name. And sometimes that's deception. Deception. Because the work we're doing in our heart and where we're walking is not in the right place at the right time. But yet in his name, you'll see results. That doesn't guarantee anything. Because in that very verse, Jesus says, I never knew you. I never knew you. And that, that's a sad state to think that we're on our way to the streets of Goldie and all the, all the beauty at Mountain and all these things when we get there at the end of this life and realize we just never knew you. Never knew you. So it's, it's our responsibility as individuals to seek the Lord while he may be found, to call upon him while he's near. Amen? Our responsibility. In um, James 4, 6 and 7, it says, But he giveth more grace. I'm sorry, wrong one. Wherefore he saith, God resist the proud and giveth grace to unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So as we're, the, the slaying that we're doing is not the flesh and blood. It's not the person we don't like. It's not the way others are. Our enemy is demonic forces. Now, sometimes we give a lot of credit to demonic forces, but we have to remember that there's only one Satan who fell, and he took a host of angels, and only one third. Two, there's two-thirds on God's side, and there's two of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So there's greater on our side. And sometimes we act like there's not a, a big enough host for us to stand our ground. But there is. But there is. And I have read in the place in the scriptures where more demons are being created and where there's multiple um, Satans with that word worshipers that fail are being created. The greater, we're on the greater side. So we don't need to fear. Though a host of Philistines can be around this land, if it's a land that belongs to God, we can stand and we can um, defend it and we can slay the enemy. Amen? Because we don't want to just defend and then let the enemy keep harassing somebody else. Amen? So the scripture gives us instructions on how we are to fight this fight of faith. Amen? Luke um, 10, 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. So sometimes we get excited about the outcome. In this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Be glad that you're saved from destruction. We don't have to over rejoice about the outcome. Say, thank God for the outcome of the bet. I am really excited and glad that God called me and that I have the right for salvation and that at the end of this life he's promised great things, great things. Can't get it, get it any other way but to accept what Jesus has done for us by the blood, by his blood. Amen? And that should be exciting to us. That should motivate us in those times when we feel like this is a losing battle or a time to obtain for 
this one because it doesn't seem like it's working. Um, some people may get even mad at you if you say you see much difference. Whatever the circumstance is, we can hold our ground and we can do what God has instructed us to do. Second Corinthians 2, 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. In ourselves, all disobedience. Amen? When your obedience is fulfilled. So we want to strive to do what God would have us to do because we know that every time we'll win the battle if we're doing what God says to do. Amen? First Peter 5, 7 and 11. 7 through 11. And another very familiar scripture that says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, but the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. To, at the end of that, it said that the Lord wrought a great victory. The Lord wrought a great victory. So God is looking for his children to stand their ground, stand their ground, defend what God has already provided. Amen. And then be willing to go after the enemies that are, that are attacking those around us. That, that one that blinds the minds of those that believe not. But we have the power and authority to do so. Amen? Anybody, anybody know that? Okay. Um, and the Lord wrought a great victory. And that's exciting because the battle really is not ours. The battle is not ours. The battle is not ours. The battle is not ours, but it is the Lord's. It's not by power and it's not by might. And it's by his spirit. So we can gird up one another. We can encourage one another to stay in the fight. Stand our ground. Amen? Second Corinthians 4, 7 through 10 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God. So in all that we do, we want to make sure we're doing of, of that which is of God, not of ourselves, not how we can manipulate, not how we in our own strength, but it's of God and not of ourselves. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about the body, in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That's our goal, is that the life of Jesus be manifested in our spirit. Amen. So when people see us, they see Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 6, very familiar scripture says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints amen amen that's that's what we're um, commanded to do in this day and hour five scriptures psalms 49 i'm sorry psalms 94 and 16 who will rise up for me against the evildoer that's a question or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. We can count on God holding us up if we're doing what he's commissioned us to do. And he commissioned us to defend truth, to walk in truth, to walk in righteousness so that others can go to heaven like we're going to heaven. Amen. We are his hands, his eyes, his feet in the earth today, full of power and authority, and there is nothing too hard for God. So, will it be you? Will it be you? Will you stand your ground? Will you do what God says to do so that he would receive the glory and we can rejoice together when we get to heaven and we see others that were affected by each and every one of us. Amen. Together, we can do a lot, but yet God can do a lot with each one of us individually. And so my prayer and desire is that we would seek the Lord while it may be found so that we will be what he promised in Isaiah 5 because there will be a great harvest before the end and we can be a part of that. So we have to make ourselves ready. Amen. Let's say God bless the pastor.